While Curtis bought some provisions, I looked for the toilets. I navigated a series of small corridors that led to an outside area concealed from the front. Ahead of me was a tiger, a real one. Its face was squashed against the bars of a small cage, and its opiated eyes barely registered my presence. Another tiger lay behind it, gnawing on its own tail. The scenario felt apocalyptically remote and scary. After a few hours, we found a suitable place to camp on the side of the forest. One other camper van was parked in the clearing. It soon became obvious that Curtis didn't have much experience setting up a tent, which was disconcerting. We built a fire and cooked some vegetarian sausages and sat enjoying the vastness of our surroundings. The other camper fidgeted around and made us feel uneasy. The walls howled, unsettling us even more, and a wall of cold night shattered our souls. We lay top to toe in the tiny tent, trying to gather as much human warmth from each other as possible. By three in the morning, I felt hypothermic and retreated back to the Buick. I ran the engine for heat, whilst Curtis stubbornly continued to pretend to sleep. At four in the morning, he knocked feebly on the window, barely able to open the door. He fell into the car and I covered him with a blanket. An hour later, we abandoned the camping gear and drove off as the sun rose, illuminating the Gila River that ran through the middle of the mountain range. To recover our excitement, we headed towards El Paso on the Mexican border to cross into Juarez. We left behind the green, untouched expanse and found the terrifying bleakness of the border. As we queued up, a customs officer warned us we were entering the most dangerous place in Mexico and we should never deviate from the main shopping street. We bought one bottle of tequila and spent three hours trying to get back. We drove for another day past an indistinguishable desert until Curtis pulled the car over. You are for Marta Strange, he said in a low Texan drawl. I'm going to just reconfigure for a while so y'all find yourself something of interest while I'll pick it up tomorrow. Unearthing something of interest was a difficult task as we were surrounded only by dust. We found an isolated motel on the side of an endless road. Curtis removed the pillows from both beds and put them on the floor and then lay star-shaped staring at the ceiling. There's nothing like the open expanse of America to make you feel claustrophobic. I started to think about my home. My ex-girlfriend was now dating my friend and just days before I came out, my dad had been told that he only had a few months to live. I began to cry while standing outside the motel staring at the ugly desert. There must have been skunks in the distance as I caught a waft of a sea of ancient urine. We carried on travelling for another two weeks until we finally driven full circle and came back towards Austin to spend Thanksgiving with Curtis's very old mother and his awkward stepfather, a Republican ex-judge. His mum slopped turkey from a can like dog food with the cranberry sauce already on top. The sound alone gave me an overwhelming sense of despair. The judge's enormous eyebrows made accusatory shapes when he disagreed with anyone. I suddenly felt very homesick. I snuck away from the dinner table and secretly found a phone upstairs. 
I managed to get through to Dad, who I hadn't spoken to for a month. He sounded weak and just said, come home as soon as you can.